Welcome, everyone. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource, and joining me is Rob Allen, CEO of Live by Live. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Pretty good. So you've been on before. So you know, many know that uh, Live by Live has got a global platform for streaming live music, and, and you've got a lot more than that. But um, for those who um, you know, haven't seen what's happened, uh, and, and b- before we get into all that about the acquisitions and things like that, can you give us just a quick overview of the company? Sure. Thanks, Jeff. So, uh, so we've spent the, uh, the last four years uh, building a platform that is the largest live streaming network in the world for music across audio and video. Um, we've now added to that from a subscription and sponsorship standpoint, the opportunity that the audience will get everything from all the music you can eat, right? Meaning that you get the 30 million plus songs um, of all genres of music. You get 500 curated radio stations. Uh, We just acquired Podcast One, uh, which will add for us over 350 podcasts a month, um, including franchises like Shaquille O'Neal and T.I. and... um, and uh, Adam Carolla, the number one most downloaded podcast in history, um, and many others. And then we've built a platform that now is broad enough and wide enough that we have content from uh, original programming, right, TV shows to uh, documentaries. And we built a platform now that is large enough that we've become the largest streaming platform that we can now start to put our channel or a network or over-top platform across everyone from Zumo to Roku to Amazon. TV. So we really built a platform that gives you the opportunity to have five moonshots within one company, meaning that you, you have five different verticals, all the audio you can eat, live streaming the largest amount of live music in the world, over 1,200 artists this year, um, podcasting, an over-the-top channel that can be distributed globally, and live streaming that we've just added this evening uh, will be the first time that we've added. Um, not only have we added audio, have we added uh, um, uh, from music, we've now added wrestling, MMA, uh, all kinds of pay-per-view events that um, can go across our platform because we have the ability to simulcast across all those platforms simultaneously. So with, with all that, I know it's a big market, but what's the size of your portion, your addressable market? So, you know, we're, we're, um, it's an interesting question, all right? So the TAM on this, in the 30 years I've been building companies that are the convergence of media and technology, this is the biggest TAM of all, right? So we have a very small portion of the audio market that Goldman Sachs says is going to be 1.2 billion paying subscribers, let alone how, how many total subscribers. So we've just hit, we're just about 900,000 paying subscribers, just below that right now. From the live streaming side of music, we're by far the biggest. I don't think anybody in history has ever streamed 1,200 artists in a year, and we're only a few months into the year right now, right? And that's up from 275 artists last year. We've had 5 billion engagements this year. We've had 50, uh, I'm sorry, 80 million live streams this year. So from a live streaming standpoint of music, we're, we're by far the biggest. Um, and then the podcast side, um, it's, it's an evolving market, right? They're talking about it being a billion-dollar-plus market. Uh, we've just acquired Podcast One, so it'll be about you know, a little under $30 million this year. So we're just starting to, to really be an inflection point in that industry. And so we're just, we're just, we put the 
five these pieces together to give the consumer right the the best possible opportunity to get all those pieces simultaneously or choose each one of them separately and on the the live music side who do you go up against you know where do you fit in that competitive landscape there's really not a competitor today in the live music side from a streaming standpoint um there are there's a lot of content that's being put up on instagram and being put up on facebook and being put up on twitch and um, and we do that as well because we simulcast across all those platforms and we have partnerships with them. But that's not their day job, right? That is an artist that puts it up there and, you know, there's no real way to monetize it. What we're doing is, is we're an artist-first platform and being an artist-first platform focused on superfans, we're giving the opportunity of the first platform world to give artists and talent the ability to participate in everything from subscription to sponsorship to pay-per-view. So, you know, live concerts have, have taken quite a hit with, uh, with COVID. Um, how has COVID impacted you guys? Well, this has been our business for four years is live streaming, but we clearly had to do some pivoting in that the portion of our live part of the business called React, we had to move all that talent relations and we had to move them all to live streaming. And what we've done is, is we've, we've candidly, brilliantly been able to position ourselves that all those talent relationships that we were doing, we were putting 30, 40 artists up a month live. We're now doing it digitally, but we're doing it 10x, right? So what's, what's happened is COVID has sort of awoken the sleeping giant to realize how big this is. And I've always articulated this business as we took the playbook from ESPN, applied it to music to become the next generation, the 2020 or 2050 MTV, meaning that it's a fully immersive experience that simultaneously to while you're watching, you're chatting, you're messaging, you could be dating, you could be buying a hat, buying a T-shirt, buying a virtual item like Fortnite Marshmallow, right? Um, so in our, in our experience that we've had because of COVID, what it did is it woke everyone up to the reality that live music is beautiful, um, from a streaming standpoint. And it gives the audiences the ability to see their favorite artists, right? They wouldn't be able to see otherwise. No matter what, even the Coachellas of the world, the EDCs of the world have 150,000 people a day. There's millions of people that want to watch around the globe that can't attend for many different reasons, from travel to financial to, to, to age to ticket pricing, all, all the issues that, that we understand exist, right? And what happens digitally is we give the ability for everybody to see these experiences worldwide. Now, now that's proprietary, and do you get paid for it, or is it a hook so you get more subs out of it? It's a, it's a combination. So we built a platform very much like CBS or a media company that we have production, we have marketing, we have sales, we have distribution, and we have our own network, right? So we have the ability to monetize it in so many different ways right, including distribution across all of these distribution platforms. So there's many different ways for us to monetize it. And, um, it just, it, the flywheel is just starting to kick in, right? You're watching it as you watch. As I pivoted and announced uh, uh, two quarters ago, right, I said, you know, this is the time that we move from building our brand and driving our audience to monetizing. How do we monetize? We monetize our production can get paid, our marketing, our sales teams can get paid, right? Um, and we're positioning ourselves that any one of the above from distribution across the board we can do. So we've just launched pay-per-view and launching pay-per-view. Uh, very excitingly, we sold over 30,000 
tickets. Uh, we've had over $875,000 in pay-per-view revenues. So there are so many ways for us to monetize this content and to be able to not only monetize it for ourselves, but to monetize it for the whole music industry. So while everyone's suffering through COVID and so many jobs have been lost, right, this is an opportunity for the artists to get paid, which trickles down into the managers, the agents, the lawyers, the uh, uh, publicists, right, and everybody else's hands. So this is really, you know, really an opportunity for everybody in music to have that third leg of the stool in terms of monetization. There's always been, there's been live and there's been streaming right? Previously it was records or CDs and now it's streaming from an audio standpoint. Now we've added a, a third layer, which is to monetize off of live streaming of the events. So that's one of the revenue models. Um, can you name some of the other revenue models you have? Yeah, so, so we, monetize, we monetize across the board subscription to start with. So to date, we have been, up until the podcast acquisition, we were 90% subscription, 10% advertising and sponsorship. Today, with the acquisition of podcasts, we now move to about 60-40 subscription sponsorship. We are now just moving into where we've now added the opportunity to buy merchandise, to buy digital tickets, to buy virtual items, tipping, right? And we've just launched pay-per-view. So you have all those different monetization engines, and then you have the ability to distribute this content very much like MTV or ESPN or CNN did over the years, you have the ability to distribute it across any platform that has 10 million to a billion and a half eyeballs. Now I think you're going to see, you know, a unique opportunity to drive revenues um, in conjunction with our partners like Zumo and Roku and Amazon and Apple TV and all these partners that have these big audiences is all need live. Our humble opinion is all need live and all need music. Okay. I understand Tesla is a, a partner or a customer, is that correct? Tesla is our largest customer. We're the default radio in every single Tesla car. This is eight years in that partnership. It's been a spectacular partnership, and we continue to grow, and we see exciting opportunities that there could be further growth, hopefully in the near future, and there are opportunities to expand beyond um, to possibly put video into the cars to possibly expand, expand globally. And we're a huge fan of Elon and a huge fan of Tesla and what they built. And I think the minute that rocket ship went up, you know, um, they're going to be more and more Tesla cars on the road and they're just going to continue to grow. And we hope to grow with them, uh, you know, over the years. So as we watch your, your growth, what's the best metrics do you think that we, what, what would you look at if you were us? Yeah. So number one, I would be looking at subscription. Number two, I'll be looking at advertising and sponsorship. Number three, I'll be looking at, at distribution, right, those distribution platforms. Think about, think about HBO and CNN, right? Think about how when cable existed and all of a sudden there were birds put in the sky and there were going to be satellites out there. And everyone said there's no way in the world you could get paid on the same content twice. What happened for the last 30 years? Everyone's had two forms of payment, right, for the same content. Well, today there are 100-plus platforms that fit and need live music that can be distribution. From our metrics that we share with the street, traffic, right? So number one is our subscription, which we're close to 900,000. Number two is our, uh, our um, number of live streams, which last year we did 68 million. This year we've already passed in the first four months over 80 million. 
um, engagements, now been $5 billion this year and just keep growing. Um, and then our number of tickets sold in pay-per-view, all right, one of our newest metrics, and obviously dollars that are coming out of that. And then our sponsorship. And the crossover between podcasting and live streaming is really magical. If you had an opportunity to watch my interview with Pitbull, right, there's an opportunity now to cross-promote and cross-sponsor, right, pay-per-view, live streaming, audio, podcasting. And so we've seen telltale signs, some really strong indication that sponsors and advertisers are really enamored by the overall offering that we can give them and really packaging deals as we just announced with Corona, a two-year, two-year deal just recently. So, so there's a lot in there. Can, can you give it a growth rate or growing at at least X, or how should we look at that? Sure. Well, we publicly announced our uh, year-end numbers of about $38 million. Uh, we gave guidance for the year. Uh, we just raised our guidance <clears throat> from $61 million to $62.5 to $68.5 million. Um, so extraordinary growth there. Um, and, uh, you know, we uh, see telltale signs that, you know, the strength in the flywheel is kicking in that, you know, every aspect of those revenue streams, subscription, sponsorship, distribution, pay-per-view, um, all, all seem to be looking strong. So I hope to, uh, I hope to be able to continue to grow these numbers. And um, what we publicly said is that within five years, we'll have over 10 million subscribers. It's a tiny number. It's less than 1% less than 0.001% of the entire subscription model for music. And uh, I think we offer a very compelling offering to the consumer that they couldn't get before. And as our focus, again, is on the artists, the artists are driving most of our traffic. And when the artists drive most of the traffic, what you're getting is those super fans. When you get super fans, those are the fans that are going to engage and they're going to spend money. Very good. Uh, is there a critical mass of subs that you need? Uh, and if so... Uh you know, how far off are you so you can be at uh, break-even and above? Well, it's interesting. We, we just announced operational profit. So the operations of our business did over a million dollars, right? Um, so we've, turned, we've, we've built the company, right, again, as, as we've now moved towards monetization. We've moved from revenues, right, from originally building the traffic and the audience and the brand, which is, as, as you know, Jeff, is extremely difficult to do, right? And we've done it, you know, in pretty rapid pace over a four-year period. Now, we, as we go into this fifth year, it's really exciting to watch as, you know, as we turn this last year was, um, last year was about a $13 million, almost $14 million loss. This year, the operations of the business have now shown a million-dollar profit in the first quarter. And, you know, if we can continue to hit the flywheel, we continue to drive these growth engines, I think you'll see more and more um, opportunities to drive new revenue streams, you're watching virtual items, right? You're watching merchandise sales, um, digital ticket sales, pay-per-view. And as we get back into live, we're the only ones positioned because we have a live event business called React out of Chicago, right, as well, which, you know, should be back to the, the 14 to $16 million of revenues, hopefully, you know, starting in the middle of next year, right? As that comes back, that'll be additional revenues, but it'll also be the opportunity that you can prove and we're, you know, we're super excited when live comes back because we're huge fans of live. And when live comes back, I don't think this is going away. The surveys, the math, the science is all showing that live streaming is driving audio sales, which, you know, is a 
99% chance that if that's what's happening, that when these artists are driving their audiences, it's going to drive ticket sales to live. And when live comes back, I think we're the only ones truly positioned to go from live to digital at the same time, meaning that when we do Spring Awakening, right, or our big dance music festival in Chicago, right, which will be, you know, 30-plus thousand fans this year. We're also picking up 30,000 ticket buyers, credit card buyers, right, who come to our system to convert into subscribers, right, to come see other events of ours digitally or live. But we also get the ability um, to sell a digital ticket to it. So we get to expand that audience because you can only fit so many people into a stadium, a venue, right, you know, um, or, or a park. So if I have this right, you know, COVID actually acted like a catalyst for some of the business. But as that goes away, rather than that dying out, you have that plus other revenue kicking in that, that should be, you know, superior to that. Is that correct? Correct. It should be, it should be one plus one equals five, right? So <clears throat> we're, we're signing the same artists, right? We're doing the most unique experiences digitally. And then we're going to combine that and do that both live and digitally. So what I mean by that is, is we're, first of all, we're partners with Live Nation and partners with um, iHeart, an exclusive basis for all their live music, right? We have all this amazing live music. What we want to do is we want to be able to take that live music and expand the audience, right, and find as many super fans as we can. Those super fans are the ones that are going to be truly engaged. And, you know, we're not going to win one customer at a time, but when you have these unique partnerships and we stream the, during, during, you know, when COVID, when this ends, right, and hopefully be sooner than later. It could go all the way to 2022, but hopefully it'll be the middle of 2021. When that comes back, we stream most of the biggest festivals on earth from Rock and Rio to EDC to, to uh, Jazz Mantra to Seagate Budapest, right? And all of those are unique opportunities to give consumers the ability and really super fans the ability to see this amazing live music from all over the globe. And, I humbly believe it's way more exciting to see music from around the globe than to see it in, you know, the same place you've seen it 20 times before. Yeah. No, it seems like it's really coming together for you. Um, I, I, you know, you made uh, an acquisition. Do you now have all the pieces you want, or might we see uh, more acquisitions? And if so, you know, what might those look like? So if you look at my last company, Digital Turbine, right, it was originally called Mandalay Digital. I built it on both foundations, which is, is to, uh, to buy and build, right? So I fully expect that we're going to grow internally, but I also expect that in the very, very near future, there'll be a next acquisition. You know, because we're, we're starting to come the darling of this space, right, there's a lot of attention where before we were breaking bricks and chopping wood, trying to find acquisitions, trying to find partnerships, trying to build relationships with the artists and the managers and the agents. Now opportunities are coming to us. And so, uh, you know, I, I can see another acquisition in the very near future. And as I publicly said previously, I expect that acquisition will be larger than podcast one, right? And uh, less dilution and be accretive to all of the metrics that we've discussed. So how do you make money off of, uh, podcast one are, are they free prod, podcasts and you share an advertising or what's the model there yeah so today podcast one is all advertising driven right they're about 95 percent advertising driven driven and dm right so so if you if you're a podcast listener right um it's so exciting you just saw joe rogan and the deal to spotify right we have some of the best podcasts we have some of the best podcasts in the country, and I think you'll see expand our tentacles around the globe in podcasting. 
But the other thing that we just announced is we're launching the first ever in Norman Paddits, who just became my partner. Uh, Norman previously built Westwood One. He built it to $4.5 billion public company. Um, Norman is a tremendous addition to our team. And adding Norman to the team, obviously, he's one of the experts in the world in radio, as well as finding and picking hosts, right? Um, the best host in the world he's picked, right? So it's this unique opportunity. So what Norman and I have just announced is we've launched the, a podcast network as well. So what is a podcast network? It takes together what live streaming is, together with podcasts for the first time ever, turn these from radio shows into TV shows. And we're seeing some really strong energy from sponsors and advertisers around that opportunity. So are there some specific growth drivers that you can point to, or is it more just block and tackle and execution? No, it's all of them. Um, we, uh, we keep growing our subscribers. When I acquired Slacker Radio, they had uh, 400,000 subscribers, and we're losing 25,000 a month, right? We're now growing 30,000 a quarter, and we're getting up towards uh, right around 900,000 today. Um, we see telltale signs to break through a million in the near future. Um, our advertising was up 3x of any quarter in the history of the company, so we're seeing some strong indications there. Our distribution, right, is just growing massively. We just announced in the last couple of weeks, Zumo, 45 million homes, um, Samsung TV, um, Roku. So these are unique opportunities to be able to bring our amazing content onto other people's platforms and be able to utilize their traffic and audience, right, to monetize and, and drive more revenues. And then pay-per-view, so, and then pay-per-view oh, I couldn't be more. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, pay-per-view I couldn't be more excited about. I, you know, first couple of weeks, we sold 33,000 digital tickets, right? Uh, we built this all in-house. We have a world-class tech team that, you know, figured out and understood, even though that wasn't our metrics before, but because we understood, we understood subscription, we understand 4K. So pay-per-view was pretty, you know, was pretty much right in our wheelhouse. But we built our own, you know, um, back-end system to do pay-per-view. And, you know, I fully expect to, uh, to blow through a million dollars uh, very shortly in revenues, um, and uh, we see telltale signs. This, this could this could continue to grow if we do that on a monthly basis, uh, quarterly basis. You know, however you want to be, you know, looking on a conservative side. If we did on a on a, on a conservative side, just did did the thirty three thousand tickets a quarter would be spectacular, right, for the size of our company, and it could be a lot larger. So, what's the content of pay per view? Is that artists who aren't able to tour, or or what is that? Yeah. Yeah, so there, there is no touring, right, as you know. Right. Um, there is no touring. There's no live events. There are no venues open. So this gave a platform an opportunity for artists to stay in touch with their fans, their super fans, um, and it gave them an opportunity. First, they were doing it all for free, right, and for charity. Now, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's got to make a living, right? So everybody's figuring out ways they can do it, and so this unique method has come along that we help to sort of build, which is pay-per-view, which is putting an artist on a digital stage versus a live stage. And so far the reaction has been, you know, really spectacular. So I imagine you, you share in that revenue, plus it helps the other businesses such as uh, subscribers? Yeah, so, so anytime you, you – we've been driving – we drove 81 million live streams this year and 5 billion engagements, right? That's all driven in free right, into the, into the funnel, 
right? From that, you have to convert them. And when, once they come into the funnel, you have to convert them into paid subscribers, right? So now we're actually bringing in customers who are now buying with a credit card or giving you information, right? You know the habitual behavior because they're buying, they're buying tickets to see their favorite artists. So you know what genre of music they like. You know how old they are. So now it's our responsibility to now convert them. So what we immediately do is at the time of signature, they become a subscriber, right? They become a free subscriber. When they move to the next level, they become a member, right? And as they become a member, then they become a paying subscriber long-term. So we're really excited and fascinated. If you think about if you could sell 33,000 tickets, even if it was a quarter, right? And you times that times four, right? You know, it's 150,000 tickets. If you took 150,000 tickets, then 20% of those convert into subscribers. If you prove that flywheel, there's a moonshot. Very good. Now, as we look out over the next 12 months, are there any events or catalysts that, that we should look for? Sure. So uh, many. Uh, but of what we publicly announced, I think the most exciting one um, is with Pitbull. Um, I just did a, a terrific interview with, uh, uh, with Armando on, uh, on CNBC a couple weeks ago. And Armando is, is, is literally the perfect artist for us because he's a serial entrepreneur, right? He's... He's so passionate about building businesses and all the other aspects of what he's doing, and he, and he loves driving things to his super fans. So what we've done is we've done a deal across audio, video, live streaming, pay-per-view, podcasting. So across all the verticals of the business, and uh, I can't wait to – we're going to be launching his uh, ticket sales in about a week. Um, as those ticket sales launch to his pay-per-view events, as you know, he has over 100 million followers. Um, just a small percentage of those convert to ticket buyers – a uh, small percentage convert to those to subscribers. And then as we launch his podcast, um, you know, he's a brilliant motivational speaker. And I think, uh, I think his podcast will be one of our most successful podcasts ever done. Very good. Now, before we go, is there anything I failed to ask or anything you want to leave us with as to why uh, LiveX is a great opportunity? So I, so I think, you know, if, you, if, if you've read my background or understand my background, it's all been about building franchises, right? Um, so as I built franchises, as I built franchises in this, we have a unique franchises now inside of Live by Live. Number one franchise is LiveZone. What is LiveZone? It's our sports center of music. It's our MTV news. It's that authentic voice of music that's been missing for 25 years. Number two is Music Lives. Rose Music Lives. It was the first ever digital festival. I've been building this for four years to build to this point that we hit a digital festival, and my team is brilliantly executed on this. Right? We built a music festival that is digital. It's bigger than Coachella. Why do I say it's bigger? We had 130 artists perform for 51 hours straight, 5 billion engagements. And so you understand what an engagement is. An engagement means a kid hashtag and put a live-by-live video back up, and we partnered on that with TikTok, Facebook, right, and drove 50 million live streams, okay? So when you think about those numbers, these are staggeringly higher than any live festival that's ever been done. And I fully expect to, to, to do our second version in the very near, near future. Because of that success, we launched a second franchise, which is called Music Lives On. Every Friday night, we've had the likes of White Claw, Corona, um, Chipotle, um, and many others now been advertising and sponsors every Friday night like a club night we go from baby bands to superstars so we go from Discovery to the likes of Anita and Jay Balbin and Trippy Red right um, so and that's every Friday night really really 
you know, amazing show. I'll get the opportunity to watch it. So that's our third franchise. And then with the acquisition of Podcast One, right, the franchises grow, right? T.I., Shaquille O'Neal, Adam Carolla, Carolla, Steve Austin from wrestling, right, many others. And I think you're going to – and now Pitbull. And now you're going to see more and more of those, right? You know, you know just having Pitbull on your team, right, and having that motivation of him. He's so well-respected in the industry. You've got to figure that there are many, many more coming behind him. So you're going to see that crossover between the artists live streaming and podcasting, right, and creating these brand-new revenue streams in digital that haven't existed previously. So we're really excited about that. And again, I, I've, I've never, of all the companies I started, i1.com, I was the original money in it. We sold the Barry Diller, a lot of money. I started, I started Mandalay Digital, which is now Digital Turbine, at $2.2 billion, right? As you look at those companies and you look what we built, they've been built around franchises, right? And the exciting part of this is we have five different industries within one. Audio, podcasting, over-the-top, live streaming, and pay-per-view. And any one of the five of those, right, have the opportunity of being a multi-billion dollar opportunity. Yeah, just to finish, the, the, the exciting part of putting all five together is the consumer, the, the artist-centric, artist-first platform has the ability to reach those super fans. The consumer has the ability to get all of that, all the, everything you can eat in that, for like $5 a month. Right? And for the first time ever, I talked about how I believe prices in music are just going to start to raise. And you just saw Spotify right, raise their price to twelve ninety nine, And I think you know, it's an exceptional opportunity to see, just like Netflix has done, is that eventually this is going to, the bar is going to be raised and the prices are going to go up. Yeah. All very, very interesting. And with all you have going on, I just want to thank you for taking the time to share it with our listeners. Great, Jeff. Thank you and appreciate it.